therapists welcome to another episode of minding my own jamaican business oh there's so much to talk about um this week has been a very exciting week so far and last week was chock full of excitement as well i want to talk tonight about expectations um and assumptions I think I already did a podcast entitled Expectations and Assumptions. This one is not going to be titled that. Um, it's really more about what we expect in our relationships with the people that we deal with. There was an incident that happened to me when I was driving from Waterloo Road one afternoon one evening rather so i'm driving um down waterloo road i get past the very famous devon house i come further down and i decide to make a left turn heading down to um what used to be lane plaza so as i'm coming down the road i realize that there is a little bit of traffic and I find that 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 particular area usually has a lot of traffic so there's a lot of traffic but I'm going along because what are you gonna do you're already on your way and sometimes going off route or taking a shortcut um, you can end up in another line of traffic has as has been the case many times in Jamaica so I continue down the road. I'm noticing that drivers are, um, when they get to a certain part, are making a left turn instead of going straight. But you know, I'm no never mind. It's five thirty ish in the after in the evening. I'm tired. I'm heading um, out to get to the highway to get home because you know it's my commute. I notice a man is trying to signal to me a man in another, a motorist, a male motorist rather, in another car is signaling to me. And immediately I start to get defensive therapist. I'm thinking, what does he want? What is he going to say to me now? He's saying something, but I'm not hearing because my window is up. And he's saying something to me and he's gesticulating with his hands. And I'm imagining that he's saying, you know, drive better or do better as many male motorists on Jamaican roads tend to do. Once they notice it's a female driver, immediately they want to start to dictate to you how you are to use the road. They want to tell you how, how ineffective you are as a driver. Yeah. You know, it must be a woman driving, that kind of a thing. So I'm fully expecting him now, um, therapist, to be saying something along that nature, something rude, you know, as most, sorry to say, I won't say most. Let me, let me fix that. As 70% of male Jamaican drivers will do when they see women on the road, 
I'm expecting something good. So I wind my window down and I say, go straight to hell. <laughs> and I wind it up again. Not before realizing that this man is trying to say to me, you can't go that way because there's a crime scene. So while he's trying to warn me and prepare me for um, the messy traffic situation further down the road, I'm rolling down my window to say go straight to hell. Therapist, you must be wondering why such a venomous answer, but it's just what you need. It's just the case with being a, a woman in Jamaica. You have to be prepared to have a peppery response. And that is because as beautiful as our island is and as wonderful as our culture is, we are having some misogyny issues you know i like to call it iry misogyny because what else am i going to say there are men who want to tell women what to do with themselves how to do it and they want to basically to borrow a term from the millennials mansplain our entire lives you know and it is very prevalent and very loud in the jamaican culture how women are spoken to and treated as opposed to how men relate to each other we we have some misogyny going on and that therapist came out last week the very ending of last week we had a major dramatic play out in the media with a young lady being bashed based on her personal life and choices and reproductive choices um and those words would never have been said to a man therapist but you know i'm going to give you the whole story i'm going to give you the context right don't worry i'm going to give you the context i just want to back it up even further i want to go all the way back to the 70s when a young man named bob marley <laughs> You know, he was touring England, he was doing these great things, he was putting Jamaica on the map using reggae music, you know, his natural talent. And a young lady named Cindy Brakespear, who was crowned either Miss World or Miss Unit, Miss World at the time. And the frenzy that with which the media accosted them when they realized that Bob Marley, Rastafarian reggae singer, and M Miss World, genteel Cindy Breakspear, were an item. And therapist, it was the scandal of the 70s. People were up in arms. How could she put herself with that individual how could she get involved with that quote-unquote wild man now therapies the loudest voices of objection came from jamaicans the loudest voices of objection came from men who wanted to tell Miss Brickspear who she was supposed to be with, 
who wanted to tell Miss Breakspear that she should not have chosen to procreate with that individual. So this history of men wanting to mansplain a woman's life and wanting to dictate to a woman is nothing new in Jamaica. And there are other cases of iry misogyny. I remember when Yandy Phillips, who was first runner-up for Miss Universe, got pregnant for one of the McGregor boys and the McGregor boys um they are the sons of artist Freddie McGregor who has had several um reggae hits and my therapists who are not from Jamaica you can go ahead and give Freddie McGregor a quick google and then you'll see um exactly who he is and then you'll see um the legacy that he has. So Yendi, another uptown young lady, <laughs> um, was in a relationship with one of the McGregor boys and, you know, bore him a child and therapist, the misogynist came out of the woodwork and they attacked that girl in the media. They attacked that girl relentlessly. How could she put herself with that individual? They even went below the belt to say her mother would be ashamed. And at the time, this young lady had lost her mother at a young age. They even went below the belt to say her mother would be ashamed. What gives anyone the right to question someone else's decision to procreate someone's decision on who to procreate with you know it, it's just it's as if we're a moral society <laughs> and i say that with a laugh therapist because half the people passing these judgments and half the men making these misogynistic remarks have a closet full of skeletons we are in no position to take the high moral ground when young people decide to do what they do right therapist there was another incident of another beauty queen who got pregnant after winning the crown and once more the society was in arms why didn't she wait until the year her her reign had ended why didn't she wait until her reign was over to decide to procreate to decide to produce and there was debate back and forth in the press about this young lady's body and what she should have done with it and what she didn't do with it and it's almost as if hearing that on the radio or seeing that on the television normalizes these misogynistic tendencies nobody has the right to dictate to anybody what they should do with their body 
you know as long as they're not breaking the law who are you to say don't do this or don't do that who are you to get on a soapbox a proverbial soapbox in the middle of the town and denigrate or tear down any woman for their choices it's so hard to be a woman in jamaica therapist i'm just going to be honest i'm not currently in jamaica but i have lived most of my life there and it's hard to be a woman in jamaica you are judged if you do and you are judged if you don't i'm going to tell share a personal case with you all through my 20s i was studying I was working, I was studying, I was saving. And one of the comments that would, would be made about me is, and she doesn't have any children. You know, they would say whatever they're saying, and then they would, they would, they would conclude by saying, oh, well, and she doesn't have any children. You know, she doesn't have any children, as if, okay, well, it's great that you're studying and it's great that you, you think you're doing well at, at your job and it's great that you you think your, 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 your life is so wonderful. But hey, at the end of the day, you don't have any children. And, and, and when you are childless in Jamaica, there's a word that they call your therapist. Mule. Yes, therapists believe it or not. Even in this day and age, if a woman is childless, they are classified, spoken of, described as mules. You know, because a mule can't produce, a mule is a, how does it go again, my, my, my therapist or biologist, a, a mule is a child of a donkey and a, because it's a cross species, it cannot produce. And that is the harsh and cruel name given to women who can't bear children. So in the Jamaican society, it's so hard to be a woman because if you decide to procreate, they then question who you're procreating with. If you decide to procreate, they then question whether or not you're procreating within or, or outside the bonds of wedlock, especially if you're a public figure. And if you're not procreating, they underscore it with, ah, and she now have no children. You know, she has no children. One popular entertainer um, who has no children or who never bore a child is Lady Saw. Another quick Google assignment for my non-Jamaican therapist, Lady Saw. And whenever there is a conflict or a discussion or... Um, if anybody wants to hurl insults at her, that's one of the first thing they first things they say. Oh, and you have no children. Oh, and you're barren. So it's so hard to be a woman in a culture where being a mother is celebrated and questioned at the same time, and not being a mother is seen as the lowest of the law like there is no <laughs> there is what whichever way you go therapist you'll be judged criticized harangued harassed um and denigrated any way that you go right this most recent case 
um, got me all up in my feelings, therapist. I just, I was so upset about the situation. So let me give you the context very quickly. So the particular offender, I will not give his, use his name. I will not give him any kind of free publicity or I will not give him any kind of acknowledgement. I will just call him the offender. So he will henceforth be referred to as the offender. The offender in question is in charge of a large agency in Jamaica. He is in charge of an agency that is currently under the microscope for corrupt proceedings. All right, if you know, you know. So he was being interviewed on one of the radio stations by a particularly hard-hitting interviewer. And so people were listening. People wanted to hear what he had to say because this scandal is fresh and hot off the presses, right, therapist? So people wanted to hear what his responses would be, if his answers would flow naturally or not. And this particular young lady, the young lady that was offended, can henceforth call her the offendee, <laughs> She was listening very keenly to the radio program as well. And she decided to go on Twitter and make a comment based on the offender's responses on this very popular radio show. So her tweet went something along the lines of, Mr. Offender does not sound like he's being very honest. Therapist, I think that was a fair tweet. The, the entire nation wanted to know, or still wants to know, because as I said, this particular agency is under the microscope right now. It's being investigated for corruption, um, suspected corruption. So the entire nation is therefore concerned. You know, taxpayers are concerned about these alleged corruption charges. And they want to know what exactly is going on. So people are listening. People are listening. You know, everybody's on pins and needles. What is going on with this particular case? She wasn't out of line for what she said. She's a taxpayer, a citizen, a public figure, and somebody who has um, interest in filling political seats. So she wasn't, so she, you know, she has a right to make commentary you know, and I don't think her tweet in any way was at an attack. She was merely stating the obvious. She was really stating what everybody else was thinking. His answers are not sounding quite honest. You know, it sounds like he's shirking some of the questions and doing a, a kind of um, proverbial shock and jive to get away from answering the questions, the deep probing questions that were being asked therapist the offender decides to respond to the tweet oh my goodness therapist he decides to attack her personal life talking about her past relationship and how she wasn't able to stay with her ex how she 
failed miserably at holding on to her ex and he was not in any way shape or form trying to convince the likes of her therapist when i read the tweet i was flabbergasted because the first rule of debate is stay on topic the first rule of debate is stay on task and the question at hand is you are answering to corruption charges and you don't sound honest how then does a woman's relationship and personal life come into play and this is somebody who has held a seat in parliament this is somebody who has been in politics this is somebody who has the awesome responsibility of being in charge of a major agency in jamaica and you can't stay on task to answer a question instead you proffer this misogynistic reply that struck at the heart of all womanhood therapist every woman who read every, every educated well-thinking woman who read that response was livid i was upset i said what she's talking about the corruption charges that you're facing and you're talking about her past relationship and how she couldn't quote unquote keep a man therapist this is just the latest incident in a string a string of historic loud misogynistic um, responses and comments and attitudes you know it's so hard to be a woman in Jamaica it's so hard to find your hidden she your inner shield maiden and stand strong because people want to beat you down with a stick and by people I mean male people you know, I mean, I love my Jamaican brothers, but if a woman, let me just give you a simple <laughs> and everyday occurrence. If a woman is passing a group of men, she's looking beautiful and she's maybe on her way to work or on her way to school and she's looking lovely and she's dressed to the nines, she's looking fantastic. And the men decide to catcall her whistle tell her how beautiful she is and you know you know try to shout to her to get her attention if that woman therapist does not respond those same men turn around and tell her how ugly she is how smelly she is how big her feet are all the insults that you can pile up and throw at a woman. These same men who were catcalling not 60 seconds ago turn around and hurl insults. And that is just an example of how easy the misogyny rules off the lips of the Jamaican man. I'm not bashing. I am not bashing. My father, wonderful man. I have brothers. I'm not bashing. I'm just saying this incidence of misogyny that was played out played out in the national papers is just just one of the incidences it happens every day i remember 
<laughs> I taught high school um, in a particular community when I just left college. And I remember I was walking with one of my co-workers and we saw one of our students and um, she stopped the student to speak to him about something because they were practicing for some program at school. And so I was waiting for her. We were heading to the bus stop together and I was waiting for her. And she was talking to the student about, you know, rehearsing his lines, everything, getting everything together because, you know, you have a part to play and I wanted to do it well. And a man on a bicycle is riding by. My co-worker catches his eye. So he stops and he's trying to get her attention, but she is talking to her student. And when he was riding by, he saw that she was talking to someone. But all of a sudden, when he rides up, she's supposed to stop what she's doing and give him her undivided attention. She continues to talk to her student because that's the whole reason why she stopped therapy. So... She's there and she's giving the student directions and the man said, you know, the man decides to get upset because how dare you not respond to me cat calling you while you're talking to a child in uniform? How dare you not respond? And so he starts yelling, look at you, you think you're better than me, look at you, look at you with your nasty face and he just completely hurls nasty insults at her when all she was doing was talking to her student you know so it's hard being a woman in Jamaica it, it's hard being a woman everywhere misogyny is ever don't get me started on on Texas I won't go there I won't go there I think I have to do more research and read more about it in order to really um, have an informed discussion about <laughs> what's happening there. They're, they're, they're using, they are using the law books to beat women down. But I have to do more research before I, I touch on that. But yeah, it's hard being a woman everywhere. The struggle is so real. And that's why if you listen to the podcast, my last podcast, where I talked about finding an inner sheet, maybe you just, you just have to find it. You just have to find it and address the misogyny head on with a peppery response. Because if you don't, you know, it's going to weigh you down. Let's not be weighed down, sisters. And brothers listening, males listening, you know, you can stop misogyny in its tracks when you hear it coming. When you hear another male about to bash a female, you say, well, now, hey, would you say that about your sister? You know, would you say that about your mother, you know? Let's just rethink what we say to people. You know, I read a quote today saying, you know, not, it's not because someone carries it well doesn't mean it's that heavy. Sometimes it's really heavy. Being women is really heavy in a world where misogyny is all around. Side note though, guys. Have you seen what's going on with Ukraine? Oh my goodness. Didn't I say in the last podcast that as soon as the Beijing Olympic Winter Olympics was over, Putin would make his move because, you know, he doesn't want to offend his, his friends in China. Didn't, didn't I hint on that? Therapist, it's looking real World War III-esque. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it out loud, but that's how it's kind of feeling, you know? It's kind of feeling like 
are we going to copy everything that happened a hundred years ago? A hundred years ago, there was a worldwide Spanish, quote-unquote, Spanish flu, and people had to be wearing masks and isolating. Here we are doing that now. Are we also going to follow up with the war? Like, therapists, it's getting scary out here. It's getting scary out here. It really is. It really is. And I don't want to pick up, you know, a backpack of anxiety and walk around it. But it's really looking scaresville out here. You know, I want to end on a positive note by saying good night, good morning, good afternoon to all my therapists across the world. Love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the feedback you give. I appreciate you all all okay i promise that i am going to call the names of all the plate the countries where i have therapists and give you a special shout out uh i'm going to do that on the next podcast thank you so much for listening therapists i greatly appreciate it this has been another episode of minding my own jamaican business thank you for sticking with me find your inner shield maiden stand up be strong we are going to make it we're halfway out of this pandemic i I feel it i feel i feel thick normal normality creeping back you know we're halfway out we've got one foot out and one foot in but we're gonna be out all together and i thank you for listening to me throughout all of this the changes that have happened and for continuing with me. Again, this has been another episode of Minding My Own Jamaican Business. Thank you for listening, therapist. I greatly appreciate you.